Dan, Binder Boneyard, coming to you from the luxurious and spacious uh, Motel 6 in Urbana, Illinois. It is 2.40 in the morning. Um, I left um, Sydney, Nebraska this morning at 7 a.m., so I've been on the road for a while. Still averaging about... 10, nine and a half to 10 miles per gallon. Um, although it's been getting better down here in the lowlands. Um, the elevation, Wyoming and all that, it just, it just kills mileage and it's windy and it's hilly and everything else. So being down here on the flats, it's, uh, it's still hilly down here. You know, Illinois has hills, rolling hills. You're just, you're constantly going up and down. Um, but they're gradual. It's not like, it's not like Wyoming or Idaho where it's just like, pull, 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 and then you coast downhill. Uh, so anyway, um, so recap a little bit. Uh, day one uh, from I call it like day half because I only drove for a couple hours from the shop in Terrebonne to a little town called Juntura where I slept for four hours. Um, you might have heard that from uh, the previous podcast. I'm from Jintura, made it all the way to Sydney, Nebraska. So uh, what is that? Idaho, Utah, and Wyoming uh, in one shot. So I was pretty happy with that. Um and then, uh, yeah, so I guess my last uh, post was from when I left Burley, Idaho, uh, complaining about the bathroom. So, um, yeah, bathrooms still suck. A lot of these places, um, these gas stations and stuff, I, I don't hit the huge truck stops um, just because it's such a hassle, you know, getting in and out and all the travelers, all the people, everybody's retarded. I don't know what's wrong with people but it's like as soon as they are on vacation they just start acting like idiots and you know blocking the diesel pumps and pulling every which way or there's people with u-hauls and shit and they're moving and they're jacking everything up so i just say to hell with it and you know i take the exit after the one that has the truck stop and there's normally some small station that's cheaper and not crowded so that's what I do. Um, so, yeah, some of them have been good and some of them have been bad. But uh, regardless, uh, it's still, truck's doing fine. Um, had to put a quart of oil in it. Uh, I'm, I can't remember, I'm at like 20, 2100 miles or something from home. Um, so, otherwise, truck's fine. Towing fine. Uh, the equalizer hitch that I put on, uh, it really helps a ton with the bounce and the wobble. Um, I opened the trailer up tonight to dig something out and it appears everything's mostly where I put it when we left. So that's good. Um, 
so yeah, the trip's been fine. Just ran into a little traffic um, in Iowa somewhere, but it's been good. Um, I'm really satisfied with the truck. I mean, I should be. The thing's been done for almost a year now. Um, but really, it's just... It just... I mean, it's a good feeling, one, for us, because, you know, it validates the kind of work that we do and, you know, what we build and we can get them out. But it's also a good feeling to drive an old truck across the country and back. Um, and so I really encourage you guys to think about the same thing when you're putting your rigs together. And it doesn't have to be an international. I mean, this is, you know, if you're building an old Ford or, God forbid, a Jeep or something, you know, put a little thought into it. Use some good parts. Remember to tighten your hardware. And... You know, you'd be surprised how far they'll, they'll go. You know, I've had customers buy, you know, quote-unquote restored rigs from eBay or wherever and then ask me if they could drive it from, you know, Portland to our shop, which is about two and a half hours. Like, they're concerned about it making it that far. Like, I, it always blows my mind. But anyway... That's what I say, you guys. You should, you know, just be thoughtful when you're putting them together. Use good parts. Use good hardware. Use your head. And they will be reliable. So, that's my little late night nugget. Uh, we'll update this pod a little more tomorrow. Um, and uh, then it'll be ready up Saturday. So, you will hear... You'll hear my rambling Saturday. So if you were at uh, the national show in Troy, Ohio, come say hello. Um, I know a lot of uh, the heavy hitters from the international world will be there, so don't want to miss it. All right. Have a good night. So a quick recap from the earlier pod uh, recorded yesterday. Um, well, actually, it was still today, but it was at the very early hours of the day. Um, got a hotel in Illinois and finally got to shower and got some sleep, about four hours, and then uh, hit the road, and I made it to Troy, Ohio. We are at the... We. <laughs> me and the dog are at the... Uh, historic Waco airfield in Troy, Ohio. So uh, a lot of neat aircraft history and there's a museum and stuff here. So it's pretty neat. Um, got the truck unloaded. Um, got some great help from a big man named Chad South. Uh, if Chad is listening, thank you, Chad. Um, if he's not listening, anybody that knows him, he's a good guy. Uh, got the trailer unloaded, got parts unloaded, got my truck unloaded, uh, I had to go to Wally World to pick up some supplies and stuff that I didn't want to haul all the way across the country, um, when I can buy it here for the same damn price, um, well, except with tax, because we don't have sales tax in Oregon, so, uh, yeah, kind of forgot about that little part, so, anyways, you're welcome, Ohio's uh, economy. Anyway, um, got camp set up, 
sleeping. I don't know if you can hear, there's crickets and all kinds of weird ass bugs making noise out there. There's lightning bugs or fireflies or whatever the fuck they call them out here. I don't know. We don't, again, don't have those in Oregon either. So, um, you know, interesting critters out here. But, uh, yeah, um, just been getting set up and situated and sold a few parts already, got things together. People are complimenting the new collaboration front bumper for the D-series and everybody loves Matt's uh, welding on the aluminum tanks and so it's getting well received. Um, so that's good. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Friday, will be a lot more people here. Big crowd will start showing up. Um, so that'll be good. Um, you know, if you guys are following on Instagram and and Facebook and all that, um, you know, you'll see a lot of updates there, a lot of behind the scenes stuff that I don't talk about here or that doesn't show up on the Facebook page. Um, actually, Instagram is kind of the, you know, boneyard after dark, so to speak. Uh, a lot of stuff pops up there. A little bit more of my personal life shows up there than it probably should. Um, but, you know, I'm human. I'm a sensitive guy. I can admit that. So, uh, you know, Instagram ends up being a place where I dump a lot of stuff that probably shouldn't just because of business. You know, it is a business. I know people forget that because they can text me 24 hours a day. They can message me anytime they want. I can I answer my phone damn near every day, all the time. So people start to forget that this is still a business. It's still, you know... It's still me trying to make money, and uh, and so, yeah, you know, my personal life comes out, because I don't have a large circle of friends, uh, I'm usually too busy working, um, I've been tearing through women lately, so that's uh, not, not literally, sorry, figuratively, uh, so haven't had a lot of uh, that going on, so... You know, it's just been one thing after another. But anyway, uh, as far as the international stuff goes, uh, if you're anywhere near Troy uh, on Saturday when this pod comes out, come down. It's Troy, Ohio, not Troy, Illinois or Troy, uh, Macedonia. It's uh, it's Troy, Ohio. Um, but come down, say hi, buy some stuff. If not for me, from one of the other swap meet guys or for sale guys there's a lot of vendors here a lot of stuff a lot of people competing for your dollar oh excuse me a lot of vendors here a lot of people competing for your dollar so come on down see what's going on a lot of neat trucks a lot of stuff you won't see anywhere else so um but, uh, yeah, if, if I didn't say it already, I'm recording this section of pod from the tent <laughs> that I set up, sleeping on an air mattress and a sleeping bag that's from the 50s, because that's what I do. Um, me and Rody just in here, enjoying ourselves camping. So, anyway, um, so thank you for everybody for your feedback on the pods. Um, I do read every message. I do listen to what you say, um, 
as far as the future, um, you know. I've heard from a lot of people that are like, wow, three pods a week. Like, how are you going to keep it up? You can only talk about scouts for so long. And I think I'm looking at it a little bit bigger picture than they are as far as, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into scouts and it's not just international specific. You know, there might be a pod dedicated to just quarter panel removal and reinstallation. And I know that sounds ridiculously boring to, uh, you know, three quarters of you guys out there, but you know what? It's, you don't want to listen to it, then you can skip over it. But if you do want to listen to it, then, uh, you know, it's there for you. Um, uh, and it's, it's free, you know, whatever. So, um, I do my best to go over important stuff, but you know, some of these things can be fabrication. Talk about fabrication of roll bars or roll cages or, or, you know, suspension, geometry, things like that. I know it's terribly boring to, you know, for some people, but, um, it doesn't have to be scout specific every time. Uh, you know, when we're doing rewires, there's lots of tips and tricks that we use that could help, um, you guys out in the future for your rewires. So, um, you know, yeah, not every pod is going to be some, you know, great IH history, but every pod will have value that you guys will be able to take something away from because that's what I want in the end is every time you listen to know that I'm not wasting your time. Uh, you know, I value you guys listening. Trust me. I know, like I said, it's free and I'm not, I'm not, you know, the big sponsorship dollars haven't started rolling in yet. Uh, I definitely appreciate the people donating on Patreon. That's uh, very important to me. And, uh, I love you guys for doing that. But, uh, definitely the the $20 a month <laughs> that's generating uh you know I got a long ways to go before I'm I'm making sponsor money here so anyway uh, I just want to provide you guys with a good cast and you know so I do listen to the comments I do read the comments and and I want to make it good so um one thing I was thinking about while I was driving was um drive shafts drive lines um, the Cummins Power Travelette that I have has a carrier bearing in the middle and it actually has three U-joints, so uh, even more to go wrong there. So, um, something people forget about is grease them if you can. I know a lot of these newer joints are like quote-unquote lifetime joints, like the Spicer, the Spicer Heavy Duties are sealed. Um, so that means you have to be extra careful when you put them together so you don't get any debris in them um like you have to be like clean room careful when you do it um but some of the the lower end ones are like the napcos which i will say i don't know this is probably going to irritate some people but fuck napco uh every single one of the napco joints napco yokes napco slip yokes that i've ever used and i've used more than more than a few uh super short lifespan terrible failures um and of course every time i have a failure somebody says oh well that's the budget version of the napco and it's like i didn't realize that there was two versions and why the fuck are there two versions just make a good one and sell it 
you know, and everyone's like, oh, you're comparing the base model Napco to the Spicer Lifetimes. And it's like, great, because the Spicer Lifetimes is what you buy. When I call my distributor and say, hey, I need Spicer 1310 U-joints, I get a box full of Lifetimes. When I call another distributor and say, hey, I need some Napcos, I get the junk. So, you know, it's just how it is. Make a good product and you won't have problems. Don't offer a, two layers of product and then get mad when the shit layer blows up. Uh, but anyways, check your joints. Grease. Um, makes a mess. It flings it all to the undercarriage and all that stuff. So, you know, either wipe off the underside of your truck occasionally or just don't pump a ton in. Just I normally just pump the grease till I just start to see the old grease start to ooze out around the bearing seals. Um, just, just enough. Because then I know that it's fresh grease has made its way in. The old grease is getting to push out a little. And then uh, in the spinning process, the centrifugal force, I think, pushes a lot of that old grease out the rest of the way. And the new grease hangs out in the caps. Um, so... There's that. Don't forget to grease the slip itself. Um, that's handy. That helps. You know, that thing is moving in and out on itself a bajillion times a day every time you drive it. So every every time the suspension moves up and down, that slip yoke is going to move. So um, got to make sure that that's greased good. Um, you know, and then while you're under there, inspect the drive shaft for dents, dings, scratches, Anything like that. I know um, my friend Chaz experienced a twisted off drive shaft. Um, and I believe he doesn't know why exactly it did it. But I believe it was from a dent in the shaft. Because that's how they always seem to fail. Uh, when they have a dent in a weak spot. Then it just collapses the strength of the cylinder. A.K.A. the drive shaft. And uh, you know there it goes. So if you haven't drive shafts made get the thickest tube that they'll provide um like most of the time it's 095 uh i've been able to get my local shop to do 120 wall which is just about eighth inch um it's heavy that's for sure but um it uh it works so anytime you can avoid the denting but, all right i'm gonna hang it up for tonight um so tomorrow I'll be at the show. I might do a short pod from there. So we'll probably be all combined into one for Saturday's pod. But uh, anyways, thank you for listening. And I appreciate you guys very, very much. All right, everyone. This is the third installment of the saturday pod um today was actually friday at the national show in troy ohio um thank you everyone that come out and say hi and bought stuff and um mentioned how much you like the podcast uh really appreciate all the feedback and just the support you guys are giving us here at the boneyard is is really great um so yeah, I can't say thank you enough to all you guys. Um, I don't know if it sounds different. I'm coming to you from the recording studio slash 
cab of my pickup. Um, so just hanging out here for a minute, getting the last of these knocked out. And uh, yeah, just really enjoying the show. The weather's, um, it got clouded up and they talked about rain and then it passed, but they're saying it might still rain tonight. So I don't know. We'll see how much, um, how much stuff gets ruined in the rain because that's what happened last year it rained overnight and i had a bunch of stuff out and my easy up didn't quite cover everything so i ruined some things and it was i was not stoked about that so um you know i uh did get a question from one of you guys about my story i told the other day about my first scout uh we read 66800 on 36s. Um, I do not still have that scout. Uh, I ended up trading it for my first travel all. I traded it for a 721110 four wheel drive travel all, that 392 and a bunch of stuff in it. And it was pretty solid. Um, traded that off for that and uh you know i i didn't think about it much at the time but then after i got to know more about scouts i realized how special that 800 was being a 196 with a four speed and uh and all that you know i should have kept the thing um i could have put a different top on it and a back seat it would have been a fine scout it wasn't very rusty it had a lot of stuff going for it, but I was, I'd already kind of moved on to Scout 2s and I was excited about the full size stuff because I had a travel all now or I wanted to travel all. And, um, you know, I just, I don't know, I just kind of got the bug to get something else. And, you know, 20 something year old kids are, we just <clears throat> jump at whatever, everything's crazy and we just go for it. And I thought having a four wheel drive travel all would be super sweet. So, I bought this, or traded, uh, for this uh, travel all, and um, that was my introduction to 392s and headers and a lot of different things. Um, but they all kind of, all these stories run together. One one begat the other. It's like the Scout Bible here. We're, we're begatting everything, so... Anyway, to answer the question, no, I don't have the Scout anymore. It did pop up on Facebook a few months ago. had a small block Chevy in it. had a bunch of other stuff. The license plate was still the same, and that's how I recognized it. Uh, and they wanted a lot for it, and I, I passed. I kind of wanted to, but I just decided I'd better pass on it and let that go to somebody else. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I do think about that Scout, but maybe someday in the future it'll pop up again when the time is right. But... Uh, nope, don't have it. So thank you for asking. Um, appreciate that. It just means that you're paying attention and actually, actually understanding what I'm saying. So I really can't thank you guys enough. Um, you know, all you guys on Patreon, all that stuff, appreciate it. Um, you know, every little bit that you feel like donating, you know, it, it really, it's, it's not helping me. It's helping the, uh, you know, my production guy and it's helping the business and stuff like that. But anyway, so, um, tomorrow, Saturday, got a big day, hopefully to sell more stuff. Uh, I'm going to have an interview session with Kendra Summer. 
Um, she does her show, Cruising with Kendra, um, on various platforms. Uh, so that'll be cool. Get to uh, talk with her. She um, she and I go back uh, ways, um, and so uh, it's it's fun to catch up with her and uh, and hopefully have an interview. And she wants to come on the pod, so I might uh, see if I can't knock out an interview with her in return. Uh, we'll see. I might wait until we have some better recording equipment because I'm just doing this on my phone right now. Um, so yeah, so we'll see what, uh, what I decide, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that interview and, uh, like I say, moving some more parts, meeting more people. I love meeting all you guys, putting faces to names and the Facebook, uh, Facebook people. It's so nice. You know, I met Mike Bolton today. Uh, no, not the musician or the guy from office space but the the mike bolton that owns the last scout Two, the 1980 scout Two. um so that was uh that was nice to finally meet the you know the guy that i've been talking to on the internet for so long um so yeah so that was good um so i always enjoy that and meeting you guys telling stories listening to your stories um getting lowballed that's always fun and try to try to talk me down on parts that um you know i've hauled all the way across the country and you want for half price that's that's neat that's part of the experience so i enjoy it you know you guys are great and um, i'm really happy to be here and i'm glad that you guys uh you know let me let me uh do what i dream to do and so without your guys support and without coming to see me at shows it's uh you know I couldn't do this. So thank you again. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up now. That's it for me. Enjoy the pod. And uh, again, if you have any questions or comments, email us at uh, binderboneyardpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach me on the socials, you know, Binder Boneyard Instagram, Binder Boneyard on Facebook. Uh, you can you know my phone number is out there on the various platforms too uh so if you want to text or call it's out there um if you're ever in terrebonne oregon swing by say hi check out the shop check out the mess uh, always working so yeah um that'll do it for me thank you again for the support and uh i'll catch you guys next time mm-hmm.